Welcome. Thank you for listening to this wholesome word by David Entry. The words you catch will change your world. May your story change from this message. Be blessed. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 to chapter 11, verse 3. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draws back, my soul shall not have pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Here ends the reading of God's holy word. Shall we pray? Father, thank you. Thank you for the privilege of gathering together for the purpose of being impacted by you and for you in, in putting yourself into us. We pray that as your word is taught, let grace be caught. As your word is taught, let life be restored in every, li- every aspect of our lives. As your word is taught, let faith come alive. As your word is taught, let the heavens be opened and your glory be seen. Save the lost, deliver the captives, heal the sick, strengthen the weak, convict the sinning. Let your name be glorified. Build us up by a word of grace, by a word of faith, by a word of life, and by the word of truth. Holy Spirit, you are the origin of truth. Magister Veritatis, you are the source of every truth. As your word is open, guide us into the truth that our lives will never be the same again. Let us never be the same after encounter with this truth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Faith for all seasons. Faith for all seasons. I'll go back to Colossians from next week. But we have stepped into the next half of the year. And faith is needed for every season. Some people try to remember to use faith when their lives and their peace and their health is at stake. It's good. So Jesus said to Peter, Satan has desired, has targeted He has requested. He has tended in an application. (laughs) Satan has desired to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that when that process begins, your faith will not fail. Your faith will not fail. Because faith failure will mean satanic success. If 
as long as your faith fails, no Satan can succeed. It doesn't matter what he throws at you. So the point I'm making is sometimes in trying times, you need your faith. Because that's what Jesus said. That when the, the going becomes tough, what you need is not another friend. It's not encouragement. What you need when the going becomes tough is your faith. That means that he has always been carrying faith. By guess to a time, this situation, everything else will let you down, but not your faith. So faith is needed when the going gets tough. But you don't only need faith when the going gets tough. You need faith all the time. You actually suppose, as a believer, supposed to walk by faith. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. We walk by faith. So whether times are good or times are bad, we are always walking by faith. But most of the time, we wait for difficult times to come before we start. You see, if you don't have breakdown cover and you wait for your car to break down, I don't think it's a good idea. You pay a bit more. Yeah. And you might end up waiting longer. It might cost you more, both financially and um, convenience-wise. But when you have a system in place, when you have the system in place and it's going, it's like, just like insurance. It's, so when something happens, you're already covered. Don't wait for an accident before you go and sign on for insurance. They will work for you. You pay for everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. So faith is not a spare tie to use in times of crisis. Faith is the means for living. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4, it says that the just shall live by faith. I like it, you know. Romans chapter 1, verse 17, the just shall live by faith. Galatians chapter 3, verse 11, the just shall live by faith. And we just read from Hebrews 10, 38, the just shall live by faith. And if any man draws back, that means without faith, you are backsliding. Without faith, you are going to draw. And he says that if you draw back, I said, my soul will not have pleasure in you. If any man draws back into any man, verse 38, please. But if any man draws back, my soul shall not have pleasure in him. Because Hebrews 11, 6, without faith, it's not possible to make God have pleasure in you. For God to look at you and smile. It doesn't take your singing. I know we think, I want to put a smile on your face. I present my heart. Take my worship. Take joy in it. Make it your dwelling place. I want to put a smile on your face. No, God said for you to put a smile on my face, it doesn't take, take singing. It takes faith because without faith, God cannot be pleased with you. It's, it's, it's impossible. It's impossible to please God. On what grounds are you going to please God? What can you, is it your, your fashion that will please God? <laughs> or is it your exercising, keep fitting, that will keep, I mean, fit keeping or fit keeping, one of them. <laughs> is it, what, 
What are you, what are you going to do to? Is it your achievements in life? He doesn't even impress your wife. <laughs> Let alone God. God. Anything you achieve in life, someone is way ahead of you and can help you say, okay, you can do it better next time. How I many of you understand what I'm talking about? Anything you have achieved, someone is better. Someone is not still impressed. So just think about what is it that you can do to impress God? But faith, as simple as it is, if you have faith, God says, hmm, that's my boy, that's my girl. That. So you cannot live as a Christian without faith active in your life, in your heart. So the just shall live by faith. Why? We, we live by faith. Things that you have to know about faith. Number one, we live by faith. Number two, we please God by faith. Not by your offerings. Sacrifices don't please God. It's faith that pleases God. Because somebody gave a certain sacrifice that pleased God. But we understand that the, what made the sacrifice please, another person also gave a sacrifice at the same time. At the same time, the one Cain's sacrifice was not a sacrifice of disrespect. No. It wasn't because of the vegetables he gave to God, even though God doesn't do salad. <laughs> it is not the salad he gave to God that didn't please God. No, it wasn't the salad. Neither was it. The other guy, it wasn't the meat that he gave to God that pleased God. But it was from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. By faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. So it wasn't the object they presented, but it was the faith behind the presentation. It was the faith behind their actions, behind their activities. The faith behind Abel's actions was what moved God. It wasn't the, the content of his worship, but it was the faith behind it. So we understand that without faith, you can't please God. And how many of you think it would be a good idea for God to you put a smile on God's face? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, when you are going for an interview and you really want the job or you want that application to be, you try to make the one in charge smile. You try to be very polite. You try to talk nicely. You try to impress them so they can smile. They can think that you are doing well. You've done well. You know what I'm talking about. So God, if God is smiling on you, tell me where you can, wherever in life you'll be stranded. You can't be stranded. Before, because before you even attempt to get stranded, God is already on the scene to rescue you because you make him smile. I see that will be your testimony. Amen. Your amen is an expression of your faith. Amen. So, we live by faith, which is the same as we walk by faith. That's why we need faith. We can please God by faith. That's why we need faith, because we please God by faith. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, I think you should like this. You, especially if you, if you live in London. Yeah, but you will need some victories. 
<laughs> you will need some victories all around you. It says that whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Oh, yeah. Say, I'm an overcomer. <laughs> what you say determines what you get. Say, I'm an overcomer. <laughs> whatever is born of God overcomes the world. But when you examine that overcoming entity, which is born of God, you realize that there is the core competence, the essential ingredients that guarantees the overcoming life. It's not just because the person is born of God. So he says that this person is born of God, and then comes in, please. So, I've seen a person born of God, and he's overcoming. But I said, no, no, just he's overcoming because he's born of God, but study the person, examine the person carefully. You will realize that there is something that is actually the victory. Okay. The victory. So this person who is overcoming, let me use the, the Bible, who is overcoming has something. And he said, this is the victory that overcomes the world. If you are, that means if you are born of God, you, are, you have that installation. Okay. Anyone who is born of God has that installation. That's why whoever is born of God overcomes the world. You have it, being born of God. It's like you can't be alive without blood in your body. Right. So if you are alive, you have blood. If you are born of God, you have faith. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So then, whoever is born, whatsoever is born of God, and he said, this is the victory. So why do you need your faith? Your faith is the victory. If the devil wants to attack you or successfully ground you, he won't come for your job. He's not going to come for your job. That's, that's, that's not a smart attack. If the devil wants to come after you, he won't come even for your marriage. Because he can come for your marriage and you still overcome him. So Satan will target your faith. His biggest problem is your faith. Satan's biggest problem is your faith. So never, never, never reward anybody or envy anybody or feel good about someone who said me, I'm not a man of faith. Uh, wow. It's a very spiritually damn thing. <laughs> okay, you are of faith. People of faith, people of faith, people of faith. Hey! It's the smartest thing anybody who really understands how things work can do to be a man of faith because you need your faith to have your victory so we need faith to live we need faith to please God we need faith to have victory hallelujah that's why you need your faith Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 by grace are you saved through faith so number 4 Faith is the means by which you can be saved. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. We've been justified through faith. 
is the only way you can be prepared for heaven. You can never be called a child of God outside of faith. So we live by faith. We please God by faith. Faith, our victory, we overcome by faith. And then um, we are justified by faith or we are saved by faith. Number five, number five, I like, I like, in fact, I like all of them, but number five is kind of cool for most of us here because number five is, is that taking the shield of faith, Ephesians chapter six, taking the shield of faith whereby you quench all the fiery darts of the devil. The devil has got fiery darts. He's throwing it at your marriage. He's throwing it at your finances. He's throwing it at your family life. He's throwing it against your, your, your ministry. He's throwing it against your career. He's throwing it against your peace of mind. Satan has darts. Taking the shield, it's a shield. It's a shield. You can't be in active combat in those days without a shield. Without a shield. Yeah, even now, yeah, you are, I mean, officer, even now you need it. That's why they have to wear helmets and everything. And nowadays, the police in London, they have shield under their, it's called body, uh, what, body armor. They wear it. Listen, without your faith, you are very vulnerable. Your marriage is vulnerable. You think you are preserving your marriage or protecting the health of your marriage with Mary Kay. Those things are good, it's not bad. But that's not what guarantees good marriage. That's not what will guarantee the future of your children. Boy, it's not everybody whose child can go off. No. You must be a man of faith, a woman of faith. So the faith will help you to quench that fiery dart the devil is throwing at you, and he's constantly doing it. That's why I can't envy someone who is not born again. I can't envy someone who is not in church. If you, if you see me doing church and you look down on me, I feel so sorry for you. I can't believe you are that down. <laughs> you laugh at me for doing church. How is it I was going to church? You, I really feel sorry for you. Because in times of crisis, what are you going to, what are you going to you to withstand? the wiles of the devil. So, our faith is our shield. Say, my faith is my shield. My faith is my shield. Say it again. My faith is my shield. Because the medication you are taking, others are taking and are dead already. <laughs> so you put your faith in medication. Ah, so that means we don't have to take medication. That's another, you see, far right or far left. <laughs> That, that is not smart. But take the medication, but put your faith in God. Jesus, in Mark, in Mark chapter 11, verse 22, Jesus said, have faith in God. Let's all say what Jesus said. Let's say it together. Have faith in God. Oh, please help me preach. Say, let's say it again. Have faith in God. Say it louder, please. Have faith in God. Now, I now you have been confessing. Now speak to somebody. Preach to someone. Tell the person, have faith in God. Because, 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 because sometimes when people come to church, they think as for the pastor, that's his job, so he's telling us. 
but you is not your job. So you tell the person, have faith in God. Tell somebody, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Pray to seven people. Pray to four people. Pray to three people. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Nobody loves you more than Jesus. Nobody cares about you more than Jesus. He cares about you so much that he died for you. And Jesus is telling you, yeah, have faith in God. In fact, that is the best advice you can ever receive in life. Have faith in God. I don't know what you are going through. I don't know how things look like the rest of the year. I don't know what's threatening you, but there's one thing I know, that have faith in God. Have faith in God. Someone lift up a right hand and said, I have faith in God. Say it again, I have faith in God. When you are saying it, that means that sometimes you have to call to mind the situation at hand. You know, because you are sitting in church, you might forget that tomorrow there's a big bill coming. <laughs> you have forgotten. It's later when you go home, when you get home, then remember, I haven't even opened this letter. Do you get what I'm saying? Sometimes when you are in a certain atmosphere, you forget other things that are waiting for you. So I want you to call to mind that medical situation. You are supposed to go and see the surgeon, and you are quite worried. You have a medical diagnosis that is very worrying. You have a condition at work that is very worrying. You have a situation at home that is very worrying about your son, about your daughter, about your wife, about your husband, about your mother, about your sister, about your father, about your brother. You have said about your housing. There's a situation. Now, we are going to call that to mind, and you lift your hand and speak that word with that in mind that I have faith in God. If I'm right, and say it again, I have faith in God. As you are saying it, call something to mind that you know that it will require the hand of God. Say, I have faith in God. Say it again, I have faith in God. I have faith in God. Jesus' name. Sound like someone who's got a victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have faith in God because Jesus said, have faith in God. Have faith in God. So we need our faith because we live by faith, because we, we can only please God by faith, because um, we have victory by faith. We quench the fiery darts by faith because our faith is a shield. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24, he said, we stand by faith. Ooh. We stand by faith. Sometimes your enemies get very disappointed after doing, throwing everything like at you and then find out that you are still standing. <laughs> I'm still standing. And if I'm still standing, then I'm standing by faith. I stand by faith. Someone say, I stand by faith. We stand by faith. We are saved by faith. In Romans chapter 5, verse 2, <laughs> you know, combination code. Everybody's mobile phone, you can take the phone, but it doesn't mean you can use the phone. Because there is password or some pattern or fingerprint or face recognition or something. It's all to protect the security system. To protect. And every important 
thing of treasure has some security systems around it. You can't go to Buckingham Palace, please. We drive around it, it's just here. But you can't enter it. Why? Because there's security. Now, we all have access to God, but by faith. Faith is your access. Oh, come on. Yes. It says that through whom we have access by faith into this grace. Is the grace of God working for you? What gives you access into this grace where we stand is faith. Faith. We have access through Jesus by faith. By faith. Say, I have access by faith. So the next time something wants to bother you, when you are getting stressed, don't be going, I'm stressed, I'm stressed, I'm stressed. But do something about it. It's like you go home, there is food in the fridge, there's food in the kitchen, and I say, but I'm hungry, I'm hungry. And your, your wife or your husband or your mom or your friend is wondering, but what's wrong with you? But eat. I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Oh, this hunger is really driving me mad. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling so weak. Why? Because I'm so hungry. But you've been home all day. You are saying, all day I'm not eating anything. <laughs> and you are not fasting. There's food. What's wrong with you? So you just use it. When, when, instead of going around getting stressed, use your access to God. You have, I've got access. Tell someone, I've got access. I've got access, yeah. You know, many people, the level of comfort and convenience they are enjoying in our country is because of some access they've got. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you've got some access, your mortgage is easier. <laughs> yeah. Even though your credit rating has not been all the best, some things that they can make a big issue out of it, a main, mainstream major bank can just give you. They give, well, how did you get it? Oh, we call my, my, my mortgage broker has access everywhere. So he knows who to talk to. Access is important. But watch this. You have access to God, into grace. Use it. If you shelf your faith, you have blocked your access. Use it. Don't worry. You've got access. When others are worried, they said they are cutting down jobs, salaries. Hey, people are losing their jobs. What's happening? No, don't, don't worry like they worry. Don't worry. You can't be celebrating, though. But don't worry like they worry. Yeah. Why? Because you've got access. Hallelujah. You can go. You know, you see, when you watch news and stuff like that, people are going to Downing down Street number 10. You only see the number 10. There's another access. So. Yeah. Oh, no. That's away from the cameras, the back door. When you see the American president coming from the plane, it looks like he's the only one on the plane, or his wife. Usually they come alone. No, there are others who actually go on board from the backside. They have access. Listen, I'm telling you, you have access. And what's your access? Your faith, your faith gives you the access. Your faith, shout hallelujah. When, you, when you've got access, don't look so sad. Don't look so helpless. Why would you allow yourself to look helpless? Even in, in helpless states, no, that's not the end of the matter because I've got unique access. Boost your faith. 
See, anything that is pulling down your faith is actually pulling down your life. Heart attack is life attack. (laughs) In the same way, faith attack is your life attack, your access attack, your shield attack, your victory attack. Your victory is under attack when your faith is under attack. Your shield is under attack when your faith is under. You are without cover if you don't have your faith. And life is war. You're always fighting one way or the other. So, let me add one more. We understand by faith. (laughs) I don't get it. I don't get it, please. We understand by faith. (laughs) Because you really do not know how your intestines are processing the food you just ate. But what? You just know that it's working. (laughs) Have you ever seen your intestines? Have you ever seen your brains? How do you know you have brains? <laughs> you haven't seen. There's a lot of things. There are a lot of things you haven't seen. Have you ever seen your esophagus? <laughs> but it's working. You don't have to have an intellectual working knowledge of the promises of God. You just have to understand by faith. We understand by faith that the worlds were framed by the word of God. I see your faith working for you. Now quickly, let me just add a few points on how to walk by faith so that your faith can be all season. How to walk by faith. Quickly, I've got quite a few points, but let me see how I can can get through this very quickly. Number one, Actually, what, what, what does it take to walk by faith? What does it take to have constant faith? Number one, it takes spirituality. Faith is a spiritual matter. It's not first a mental thing. It's of the spirit. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, he said, since we have the same word, the same word. Let's all read the first line together. Let's go. Please read like someone who's got faith. Let's read it out. Let's go. You see, the spirit is not capitalized. It's not talking about the Holy Ghost. We have the same spirit of faith. When you become born again, the spirit of God indwells your human spirit. So Romans chapter 8, verse 16, it says, The spirit of God, the spirit himself, bears witness with what? Our spirit. So you have your human spirit, and there's the spirit of God. All right, that's very important to understand. So the human spirit and spirit, when you become born again, the spirit of God gets mingled with your spirit. So in your spirit, you have oneness with God. And from that point, from that organ, from that angle, you live by faith. So it's that we have the same spirit. Then your spirit becomes the spirit mingled with the Holy Spirit, and that is the spirit of faith. Spiritual things are done, first of all, from the Spirit. So if faith, let me show you something. It says that uh, one of the things I want you to appreciate and understand is that faith is not of the mind. Faith is, faith is first of all, of the heart. Let's all say faith is of the heart. heart. Say it again, please. It's not just of the... Jesus said, if you shall say, you, you, uh, if you have faith in God, if you believe... Whosoever shall say to this mountain, verse 23, Mark 11, shall say to this mountain, be that move, 
and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. It's a very interesting thing. You might think that is the mind, but the, usually doubting is the mind thinking. But I said does not doubt in his heart. So the, the faith is a spiritual thing. Faith is a spiritual thing. All right, let me put it this way. Anything God is first of all spiritual. John chapter 4, verse 24, God is a spirit. And did that worship him, must worship him in spirit and in truth. Because God is a spirit. So then if you are going to please God by faith, that means faith is a spiritual thing. Paul said, I serve God from my spirit. I serve him. Romans chapter 1, verse 9. The God of my fathers, who I serve with my spirit. He that has an ear, let him hear what the spirit. So it's a spiritual thing. In Revelation chapter 4, verse 2, I was in the spirit. Revelation chapter, chapter 1, verse 10, I was in the spirit. Revelation chapter um, 17, verse 3, I was in the spirit. Chapter 21, verse 10, I was in, it, it carried me in the spirit. Mm. So then if you want to walk by faith, you have to start being spiritual. That's what I'm saying. Start being spiritual. When we observe your behavior, your language, your attitude, your approach, you are as mundane as anybody. And yet you say, I want to walk by faith. It doesn't work. If you want to walk by faith, start being spiritual. Pastor, what does it mean to be spiritual? Engage in prayer. Read your Bible, be in prayer and be in fellowship. It helps you to be spiritual. Okay, what does it mean to be spiritual? To be spiritually minded. Set your mind on the things of the spirit, on the things of God. In Colossians chapter 3, it says that since you are risen with Christ, set your mind on things above. It's a mindset. Romans chapter 8 talks about the one whose mind is set on the spirit. So if your, you can, your mind can be set on spiritual things or your mind can be set on natural things, for those who live according to the flesh, set their mind on things of the flesh. You see? Wow. I didn't like the way that lady spoke to me. I don't like that lady. I don't want to see her. I will never forgive her. I, 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 you, set your, you set your mind on the flesh. Wow. But that, 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 the way that lady spoke to me wasn't nice. But you know what? I just want to focus on important things. He's still my Christian sister. She's still my Christian sister. She's still my great group member. She's still, I mean, she's still my family member. So set your mind on the things of the spirit. Mm. So a mindset, because you always be offended by something. Because there are things you don't like which others are not aware of. And that is not even as annoying as when they know. Because it's not convenient for them to do it your way now. So they want to do it their way, whether you like it or not. And that's why you actually get very offended. But the problem is, what if this is someone you have to deal with? In a certain favor, okay, husband and wife. If your husband constantly keep doing this thing you don't like, or your wife is very annoying, a lot of little things. Even in church, in church, some things can offend you, but be spiritually minded. Else you can't walk by faith. You can't walk by faith. No one walks by faith carnally. 
You can't. So how do you walk by faith? Be very spiritual. And it helps to be prayerful. When you are prayerful, it helps to be spiritual. Every spiritual person gives attention to prayer or spends time in prayer. Because spirituality is not an opinion. <laughs> it's a state. It's not an opinion. So for you to be in the state, even though you are, you are hoping to be spiritual, it doesn't work because you are hoping. It works because you are stating, putting yourself in that state by prayer. Prayer must be intentional. It shouldn't be incidental. Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. We wait for crisis before we pray. Let me not even go on prayer. So um, spiritual, and then reading your Bible, gives you some strength to be able to do what you want to do for the Lord. So faith, how do you walk by faith? First of all, principles to walk by faith, you have to be spiritual. Number two, principles to walk by faith, you have to watch your exposure. What you are exposed to will determine the kind of faith that is coming in. That's why sometimes, most times we come to church, we allow testimonies to be shared. Because you heard somebody's testimony, it gave you hope. It just, because of your exposure, you felt like, do you know, in Mark chapter 5, the man's daughter, Jairus, Jairus' daughter was lying home at the point of death. She would have died before Jesus got there. But on the way going, this woman with the issue of blood came to stop the procession and dis disrupted the whole, it's like ambulance going somewhere, and then some people have come to block the road. And this, this woman, too, after she got her healing, she won't reveal herself. I'm, and Jesus is still waiting. No more. Who touched me? Who touched me? Who touched me? Ah, Jesus, people are touching you. We are in a hurry. Man, someone is dying. You're also talking about who is touching you. Somebody is dying. Dying. Jesus spent all the time. And then when the woman said she realized she could, she could not be, she could not hide, she came to Jesus and she... she said, I am the one. And Bible said, she told him the whole truth. You can imagine the details. The unnecessary details. <laughs> because we are in a hurry. We don't need details. She told him the whole truth. Then Jesus now starts talking to her and said, daughter, your faith has made you. Jesus, hey, let's go, Jesus, let's go. But you know what? Jesus the guy needed to hear that woman's testimony because of what she, he was about to hear. Jesus didn't finish talking to the woman. By the time, people came from his house and said, leave the master alone. The daughter is already dead. Oh, you are? It's happened. My greatest fear had happened. But in, this, in that state, what he needed was faith. But because of what had just happened in, her, in his sight, it gave him the audacity. So Jesus, Jesus was talking to the woman, verse 34. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Then verse 35, people came from Jairus' house and said, leave the master home, your daughter is dead. Then verse 36, Jesus addresses Jairus now. He finished addressing the woman and then comes to Jairus. Between the time he was addressing the woman and addressing Jairus, bad news came. After the bad news, Jesus told him something. Fear not, only believe. Why? Because he was exposed to an atmosphere of things working by faith. And so he gave him the audacity to believe. 
Exposure. Yeah. Sometimes, I don't know, I've been saying, I don't understand. You are in a hospital at a critical state. And you are watching YouTube people who are attacking pastors. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a time you need that. Look for some very interpretive preaching on faith and listen to it. Because expose yourself to what will generate and help boost your faith. Because we are all susceptible to the things we hear and see. It doesn't matter who, how strong-willed you are. The things you hear, the things you see, will definitely have an impact on your emotion and for that matter, your outlook. Sometimes you hear someone, uh, someone goes for an interview, they come out, you don't have to ask whether they got a job, you know they didn't get it. Because by the time they come, they, they had something, they experienced something, and it has had an impact on. Even some people can also come back from an examination knowing that, yeah, I, I, I butchered the paper, I've got it. Meanwhile, they failed, though. <laughs> but they thought, because of their exposure, because of their experience, they thought it was good. Until the results come, and have you got your results? For three days, they haven't called you. <laughs> you wondering, what has happened? It has affected them, their outlook. The things you hear will affect you. My medoc said, what's the use of a mind that cannot change? If your mind cannot change, it's useless. In the same way, you can be affected by the things you hear. So Jesus said, take it what you hear. Take it what you hear, because what you hear is coming for your faith. How does faith come? So faith will also go by hearing. (laughs) Different things. So your exposure. If you want to build your faith, if you want to walk by faith, be mindful what you're exposed to. I remember many years ago when my wife was pregnant with our daughter. You know, we all have, for instance, those times I used to watch movies. What I would like to watch is action movies with a lot of, like, shooting, the soldiers fighting. I like soldiers when I see them, they are fighting war, war movies, and that's what I used to watch movies. But when my wife and I had to, those times we used to watch movies, she wouldn't choose this action thing. She would just get that. She's not interested. But she would choose this story and other things. My wife liked documentaries. So when she was pregnant, she'd be watching this one every minute. One born every minute. Watch, and watching the complications and how things can go wrong. And I didn't understand, why are you watching this thing? Because, you see, you are watching how things have been going wrong. You are beginning to prepare your mind and expect something to go wrong. It doesn't mean I just have to be aware. Some things you just need, don't need to know. You just don't need to know some things. Let me tell you a story I heard about. I think, I think yeah, I believe it is... Brian Houston's dad, many a great man of faith. Houston, Brian Houston's dad, the original founder of Houston, I think so. Many, he was a man of faith and he was traveling somewhere and his, his car started having problems. But he traveled and traveled and traveled. He still moved the car, traveled. So when he got very far somewhere, I think, um, um, he, had to, he had to take a break. So he just went to the mechanics. And then when the mechanic opened the car, he said, everything is gone. The engine is gone. Nothing is working. How did you get here? So I've been driving it like that. But how did you get here? I didn't know. So I'll just move by faith. 
So he said, well, I can't fix this. He said, okay, I'll drive it. I'll continue driving it. He sat in the car, started the engine. Engine will start. He said, you see what you have told me? I stopped my faith. You see the information? If you have not told me this, I would have still been driving it. <laughs> because of this information you're giving me, it has affected my faith. So your exposure will determine how effectively you can walk by faith. Sometimes you can't avoid some things coming to you. Let's say you go to the hospital. You need to, they have to tell you. But that's why you also actively have to feed on God's word. That brings faith. Is someone receiving something? Yes. Oh, okay. Let me try and run up quickly. Number four, focus. Focus. Somebody say focus. focus. Say focus. focus. What, what, what you're focusing on? What you're focusing on? Okay, number three. Okay, number, number one is what? Number two. Number three. Okay, I know why. I, I left one big one which was to number one. You let's go to focus, I'll do that, that number four. Number three is focus. Bible says, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 27, Moses by faith. Ah, so by faith, Moses forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seen. What made him able to endure was he was seeing something ahead. It says that we walk by faith and not by sight. Because if you begin to look at some things, you will sink. Peter was walking on the water from the boat in Matthew chapter 14, from verse 28. Jesus said, come. He was walking. But when he saw, his focus shifted from the word to the, the situations around him. So when he looked at the boisterous, how boisterous the sea was, the Bible said he feared and he began to sink. If he had not looked at it, <clears throat> excuse me, if he had not looked at it and kept his eye on the word, there was no way he would have sank. He would have sunk. So your focus, please, you can't sink. Keep your focus on God's word. Keep your focus on God's word. Bible says in Romans chapter 4, verse 19, Abraham, he, he did not consider his body, which was now dead, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. He said, I won't focus on it. My body is weak, but I won't focus on it. Because the Lord's word is true. Hallelujah. The Lord's word. So sometimes when things are very rough, keep your eyes, keep your focus on what God has said. Keep your focus on what God has said. Don't be afraid. Just keep your focus on what God has said. You want to walk by faith, let, what, let this stay on your mind, what, what God has said. Because fear will always try to invade your life. Some people are sitting here already because June has passed. We've just entered July. And nothing has changed. You are worried. In fact, many years ago when we had not had a child, after marrying for a few years, we had not had a child. I never, listen, I never ever entertained the thought of me not having a child. No. Even if we have waited for 20 years, I knew I would have a child. Hallelujah. Amen. I knew I never considered. Oh, okay. So now what should I do? Um, let me start making my will to maybe my nephews and nieces. No, no, no. <laughs> that was not the consideration. I focused on an encounter I had with God. One day I was praying and I saw myself carrying a baby. So I focused on that. Even though physically I haven't seen, I haven't seen I focused on that. Not being weak in faith. He did not consider his own body. Don't consider some things. Don't consider it. 
The doctor said, you'll be on medication the rest of your life. Take the ones they have given you, but know that God's word is your medicine. You'll be healed. You'll be healed. You'll be healed. One day, one day you won't need this medication. One day. Amen. How do you know you won't need the medication? The same doctors who tell you you need it will tell you, it looks like you don't need it anymore. Wait for them to tell you. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I see somebody's faith coming alive. Number four, a word from God. You can't live by faith if you don't have a word from God. That's why preaching in church is important. Faith is not an opinion. It's not an ideology. It's a a substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. We just read it, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance. It's the substance of things hopeful. There is faith is it's Faith is the evidence. The evidence is the evidence. You have the email evidence that your booking has been confirmed. Go to the airport. You can get a flight. You have the evidence. You don't have a boarding pass, but I have the evidence. I have my, I have my booking reference. Faith is your booking reference for the things hopeful. If they tell you that all the flights are booked, there's no space on any flight, don't worry. You have your booking reference. So you need the word of God. You can't walk by faith having not received a word from God. Because faith comes, (laughs) Hebrew, uh, Romans chapter 10 verse 17, faith comes by hearing. How come you say you have faith? Where did you you get it from? (laughs) uh, Where did you get that faith from? You haven't heard a word from God and you have faith? Huh? Oh, that's fake. It's not faith. Because faith comes by the word of God. Let me, la- let me add one, one or two more quickly. Uh, is someone getting something? Yes. I see your faith coming alive. Amen. Oh, these last two. Last two, let me just add. These last two are very important. How do you walk by faith? Step out in faith. Don't wait for all the traffic lights to be green before you get out of the house. Just keep going. Sometimes it's red, but you are going. When they got to the Red Sea, Moses said, go. They were complaining. God, at the Red Sea, the Egyptians are behind us. And Moses prayed to God in Exodus chapter 14. Moses prayed to God and said, God said to him, Moses, tell the people to go forward. Forward where? Can't you see the Red Sea? Yeah, go forward. It is a sea. We don't have a boat or a submarine. Go forward. Go forward. Well, Moses said, those of you who want to go, let's go. Those who want to wait for the Egyptians. <laughs> they went forward. By the time they got to the Red Sea, the Red Sea saw, the Bible said, the West Sea saw, the sea saw them and fled. Yeah, according to the book of Psalm, I think 14 or 114. The sea saw them and fled. <laughs> yeah. Psalm 114, verse 3. The sea saw it and fled. Jordan turned backwards. What did the sea saw? <laughs> what did the sea see? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the sea saw a sea saw. <laughs> what did the sea see? The sea saw people who are taking a step based on God's word. So, nothing here, but you're supposed to work. As you take the first step, the word becomes your platform. So they don't see what you're working on, but you know you're working on the word. That's how Peter walked on the water. Because he said, if it is you, 
Jesus, bid me to come to you on the water. And Jesus, all Peter said is, well, I need a word. If it's you, give me a word. Jesus didn't say a statement. He just gave him a word. Jesus said, come. And he took the word and started walking on the water. But step out of the boat. Yes. The only way you learn how to drive is by going behind a wheel. You can't learn swimming by correspondence. (laughs) AI. (laughs) How do you learn how to swim? You have to get into the water. How do you learn how to drive? Ah, I fear, I fear when the car is moving, I'm behind it. You, you, if you want to walk by faith, start walking by faith. That's what I'm saying. Start walking by faith. Don't wait for every, all conditions to be okay before. Just start walking by faith. You want to walk by faith? Walk by faith. That's what it means. Don't wait. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. We walk by faith and not by sight. So if you are waiting for sightseeing, <laughs> you are waiting f- to take instructions from what you see, you can't walk by faith. Jesus said, blessed is he who has not seen but believes. John chapter 20, verse 28, somewhere there. You haven't seen but So f- walking by faith means to, uh, how do you live by faith? How do you walk by faith? Faith for all seasons means that you just take steps of faith. The Archbishop, His Eminence, the Archbishop, last Saturday, he said, son, take steps of faith. Take steps. In other words, don't wait for all conditions to be right. Just, just go. Just go and God will meet you on the way. Just go. I don't know who I'm talking to. Take steps of faith. All right, take steps of God is with you. Not, after you have heard a word from God, don't sit down. Do something. The, the lepers, they said, if we sit here, we die. If we go, we live. Why do we sit here to die? Let's get up and start going. And when they got up, God amplified their steps like a whole battalion so that the enemies heard the armies are coming. They ran away and fled and left everything. And they went and got the booties. Step out in faith. Tell somebody, step out in faith. You want to walk by faith? Start walking by faith. And then finally, finally, number what? Number six. You want to walk by faith? If you want to walk by faith, you have to mind your language. Mind your words. But once now, you are human. You can be caught off guard saying something you shouldn't be saying. Your faith, you can't walk by faith and talking differently. A walk of faith is a function of your confession. Yeah. Even before your actions. Yeah. What you are saying, some of us can be taking, they want to, okay, okay, I want to, I can carry this thing. <sighs> By faith, I'll carry this thing. And you say, I know this thing. Every time I carry my wife, my back will, will break. Okay, let me, uh, can you give me the price time? Because my back is about to break. Yeah. So what are you doing? Are you saying? <laughs> don't say what you don't want to see. Can I say that again? Yes. Don't say what you don't want to see. If you don't want to see it, don't say it, and it will be sorted. <laughs> don't say it. 
Don't say I am failing. Don't say I am dying. Don't say things are not working. Don't say life is hard. Don't say it. Amen. Don't say it. Jesus said, if you have faith like a master seed, you would rather say to the mountain. What will you say to the mountain? Don't say, mountain, I'm afraid. Mountain, I'm afraid. No, no, you won't say that. You say to the mountain, be that removed and be cast into the sea, and it shall, you shall have whatever you say. You shall have whatever you say. What is happening in your life is because of what you are saying. I put it to you. Not because of who is not praying for you, who is praying for you. What you are saying is what you are seeing. The way your health is the way it is because of what you are saying. Not first of all what you are eating, what you are saying. Jesus said, what comes out of your heart, mouth pollutes your heart, your life, than what is entering your life. Diet is important, but language is more important. Be mindful what you are saying. Be mindful what you are saying about your, your, your career. Be mindful what you are saying about your children. Be mindful what you are saying about your husband. Be mindful what you are saying about your wife. Be mindful what you are saying about your marriage, even though you are not married. Stop saying, as for my family, no one gets married. No one gets married. No one gets married. No one gets married. I'm, I want to put it to you, that's why you are not married. It's not a family problem, it's a confession issue. You are reinforcing what is pre-existing in your family life. You are reinforcing it into your life by confessing it. Don't be found saying some things. You, listen, see, see, you have to make a vow that if I, you want me to say this, I won't say it. Kill me. To say that I'll die early, I won't say it. I won't say it. I won't say it. What do you mean by I should say things are failing and I'll fail? I won't fail. Confess and let the weak say I am strong. The weak say I'm strong. And he says, let the redeemed of the Lord say it. So number one, don't say what you want to see, you don't want to see. Because that we have the same spirit of faith. Therefore, we oh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. It says that, and since we have the, the same spirit of faith, according to as it's written, I believe, therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Your faith can never rise above your confession. So be careful. So there are some things you shouldn't say. That's one. But there are also some things it's of a necessity you say, else you won't see it. There are two things now. When it comes to confession, don't say some things. But some people are not saying some things, they don't say it, but you are also not saying what you want to see. Say what you want to see. Don't say what you don't want to see. So there's a don't say, and there's a do say. Jesus said, if you have faith like a master said, you will say to this mountain, yeah? Tell you, because, no, no, no. Um, Mark chapter 11, verse 23. I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cut, you will say to them, you shall have whatsoever you say. That's quite, quite a big statement. This one, he uh, will be done. Okay, this one, the last statement. He, I, I know some of you, 
think Jesus made a mistake by saying that. He meant it. You will have whatsoever. Amen. Can you preach with me? Tell somebody, you will have whatever you say. You say it again. Say it again. Tell somebody else, you have, you have whatever you say. So all weather faith, all weather faith, all season faith, all weather faith, all season faith will always say what the word of God is saying in spite of the condition. You walk by faith by how you, what you say. He's the high priest of our confession, not our aspirations, not our wishes. Our confession. He's the high, consider the apostle of our faith, the high priest of our confession. Hebrews chapter 3. The high priest of our confession. I see you thriving. The days, your days of failure are over. You see, you are struggling to even say, just amen. No. That's why the challenge, even from in church, you are not saying, and then what are you what you get there? What's gonna be in church when faith is building? When faith boost your faith by saying something, boost your faith by oh, come on, somebody raise your faith by saying something. I am blessed, I am blessed, I am blessed. It is working for me. I am a winner, I'm not a loser. I am a winner, I'm not a loser. I'm a victor, not a victim. Come on, shout at me. I speak over your life that it is well with you. I didn't hear your amen. I said it is well with you. 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 In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. Come on, give Jesus some praise in the heart. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. You're welcome to connect with David Entry on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also find more spirit-filled messages from Caris Church on YouTube and all relevant streaming platforms. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share the message. Be blessed.